Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast, and I'm your host, Rob Kennedy, and coach of the delicious raviolis for AFL Super Coach Season 2023. I sit here with my two fantastic co-hosts, but before I introduce them, this is your time to click subscribe. We appreciate everybody who has. We're hitting some great numbers. Click subscribe. Don't miss Another episode between now and the season starting. We have another great episode to get into, which is revealing my co-host, Justin Herbeth team. Justin, how are you? Very, very well, boys. This is the team. This is the team. All right. Now, Kanga, 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 Roo, 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 Clarko's disciples have arrived, and we're here to drop some knowledge on you, 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 the listeners. Ladies and gents, if this isn't it, this is it. You, we just got to reveal the team. This is it. I'm excited. I can feel. I I'm can pumped. feel a sense of excitement. Oh, it's I've been kind of for like this. I feel like I needed a sound grab. And sorry, Mick. I will get to you in one second. <laughs> I feel like we needed a sound grab from the wedding singer. That I have the microphone, and you have to listen to every goddamn word I have to say <laughs> because we're going to hear a lot out of this man today, and I'm excited for it because for those of you listening at home, you could hear. Anything. So if the kids are in the car and they're parrots, maybe not the episode for you to listen to with the kids in the car right now. <laughs> maybe not. But I want to get to my stat man, my other co-host, the legend himself, Mickey Dell. How are you, mate? Good, lads. Ladies, and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am the owner, the manager of Mixed Pigs 2023. Looking forward to hearing about your side, Justin. I reckon, I haven't seen it, but... Is Jason Horn Francis in there? Yoo-hoo! He was number one picked 
if I was to do a draft for the biggest bus of all time. <laughs> okay? That's who that's where he's at at the moment. <laughs> hey, I don't Put know that about one you boys, just for you, mate. But I I I listened into the Port Adelaide uh intra club on how it went the other day. And Jason Horn Francis went as well as he did this time last year at our intra club. I was down there at Arden Street. I thought he's going to take six, take six hangers, kick five goals, thirty disposals. You know what he did? He did absolutely nothing. And that's what he's going to do for his career. He's just a he's just an LDU and a Ben Cunnington wannabe. Wow. This is a sneak preview to what is to come in this episode, and I can't wait. I have I have worn my Caruso jersey just to remind you of the uh, bet we made last year. It makes sense for Justin's team for me to bring this bad boy out. We're going to roll on though. Let's uh, for anyone who's watching on YouTube, we will be sharing and revealing Justin's team to anyone who's listening along on some audio mediums. We will be explaining them. Justin's going to talk us through his defenders, and then Mickey Dell and myself get the opportunity to just tell him how horrendous his team is and how badly we can't wait to beat him in our Super Coach League. Uh-huh. We move on. We start with your defenders and mids are going to be on the screen, but talk us through your defenders just on. So I've started with a few premiums. Um, obviously, I've got your boy, just named Captain James Sicily. He's under a little bit of an injury cloud, so let's uh, watch this space with what's going on there. Um, but I think, for me, he's, he's first in my side um, if everything is going all right with his health. Um, like I said before, I think the ball's going to be in the back line quite a lot with the Hawks. I think they're going to get absolutely smashed this year. They're not going to do really good. James Sisley is going to do really, really well because he's an awesome player. Um, and, yeah, first pick, Sam Doherty. Apparently he's going to get some more midfield minutes, which is good. He's always been able to rack up the ball and do intercept marking. Um, so, yeah, he's pretty much a lock for me. Nick Dacos, we've talked about him quite a lot. I think that he could be top three Brown, though. So at that price and him going into the midfield, he's he's another lock. Nick Haynes, so he's a new boy that I've just got in. The reason being is two years ago he was doing quite well, um, averaging around the high 80s, early 90s. He did that for two or three seasons, and then he dropped off quite a lot last year. Um, I think with the new system, he's primed to to break out um, just because he's really he's got a lot of dash and apparently GWS want to play really really fast. So I don't think GWS will be good this year either. Um, so the ball will be down there. He'll get a lot of it, just like James Sicily, Ruben Gibney. We've talked about this boy a lot. He's he's a lock. He's in everyone's team um, now. The two Brizzy boys. So we've got the Irishman, Connor McKenna, brother brother of Connor McGregor. Uh, so, I thought they had the same last name for a second. Can I, 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 can I play have, the bus noise again? Can I play yeah, the bus yeah, noise twice in the first there. five minutes of an episode? Jesus, that was a bad one. Um, he's not. He's not. 
Um, anyway, let's talk about this, boys. So, Connor McKenna, right, and Darcy Wilmot. Now, apparently Brisbane's team got leaked the other week, right? And Connor McKenna was their half-backman, right? Darcy Wilmot's apparently having a huge preseason. So, I think between them two, one of them's going to play meaningful minutes. They both could. Um, so... I've got them both in my team. But another thing to look out for there is Cam Rainer's training with the backs. So it'll be interesting to see what what role he plays and how that affects both of these boys. <laughs> Connor McKenna, the brother of Connor McGregor. One of the funniest things I've ever done. <laughs> we made a bit of a rule. We did make a bit of a rule with these podcasts and the team reveals that we would give people the opportunity <laughs> to explain their team before we came in. But anyone who's watching us on YouTube, if, if we're on the screen, I don't know what our producer Nathan Brain's going to go with here, but I've marked it. <laughs> We've written on our chat already to the boys to say it's marked, but it's about 30 seconds before the worst call in podcast history. What's the worst call in podcast history? Connor McKenna, the brother of Connor McGregor. Wowza. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I don't even know if you finished. Have you even mentioned your bench yet? So, I, have, I don't I know have. where we're at. And then we've got Will Gould. Right. Um, he's another young boy, Backman. I think Sydney are a little bit thin down there with the McCartan brothers. Um, so I think that he could get a good crack at it this year. Um, they could really shuffle it up back there. So that's my backline, boys. Critique away. All right. But so, do not tease Connor McKenna because he's the brother of Connor McGregor. No, I'm, he'll bash me. You're right. So yeah. I don't mind your backline, mate. Like you, you've got probably the um, the world's most hated person at D1 there in James Sicily. Um, I quite like that pick. Like that could that could come off for you. My theory is with Sicily is that they'll do a forward tag on him, given that the ball's going to be down there a lot this year. Um, so what's the point? What's the point? Like they're going to, they're going to lose, they're going to lose every week by a hundred. Is are they just going right. to like? Will they even care? You know, I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. Yeah, uh, Doherty's been training with the mids. I like that. Um, Nick Haynes, if he gets back to that form, mate, that he did two years ago, that's a good shout. He was. He was priced at five hundred and thirty thousand two years ago, so I, I hope that comes off for you. That's that's ballsy. Um, Conor McGregor there at D six, that's nice. And who is Will Gould? Like he's been in everyone's team for two years and hasn't turned up. What's his go? He's pretty highly rated. Um, I think he's just gone through a bit of injury. Yeah, um, we keep hearing that every broke. year, don't we? Like. Yeah. Actually, I need to see the bloke play before we pick him. Well, yeah, I think they're pretty thin down back, though. Like, you just got yeah. the carton boy. Paddy's made of soft tissue. Like, you know, he could really – he could get a crack, and I think if he does, maybe adds a bit of dim- extra dimension to their back line. Back line. Yeah, there is word that um, you've got the McCartan boys and Aaron Francis from Essendon playing that intercept defender role at the moment there as well, so – He's uh, he's priced at one hundred and sixty six k. 
um, he might be worth a shout as well. So that's one to watch there. Yeah, I'm with Mick. I don't understand where this 8% ownership for Will Gould's come from, from a guy that just hasn't played football. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm really confused. I don't, I don't quite understand that. My, my five cents here would be you've played it safe and you've played it strong with that D1, 2, 3 that I think Nick Haynes is too much of a risk. I think if you're going to put that money into your back line, I reckon stay safe. Is, is my vibe. I reckon you nearly just go the primo into the the primos into the um, rookies or at best maybe you throw in like a, a Jack Bowes or someone I think's got a bit more upside if he's picked round one to Nick Hayes because Nick Hayes has just not given us that confidence enough that he's going to go back to that All-Australian. I don't mind the pick. I think it's ballsy. I think he could reward you for it. I think he has all the ability in the world to be a Tom Stewart type player but You've played it strong with that top line that just kind of goes, uh, I don't know if you take too much of a risk. I reckon you yeah. nearly get off. I reckon you nearly get just as much from a, a Wilmot on your bench to put him on the field and, and spend that money somewhere else, is my opinion. I, I like, if this is the way you're thinking, Justin, that Himmelberg's now been training with the Ford group. So they're going to need an intercept defender to play that role that he was. And Nick Haynes, he could be that man. So... If that happens, like I'm with Rob, it's probably a bit ballsy for me, but if that pays off, that's a ripping pick, mate. That's how I like to play it. I'm a gambling man. <laughs> oh, we talked about I mean we talked about him in our mid price maniacs or yeah. in the podcast that we had. We know the quality that he has. He doesn't quite fit the trend at the moment either of he's getting too old or anything like that, so having some off years. So Mate, if it works, it works. Who knows where Whitfield will play in that team and those types of things as well. Um, you're right, Himmelberg's the big, where does he go? What does he do? Um, so, mate, uh, as I said, it's, it's, a, it's a strong D1, 2, 3. I, I think that's really great. If Sicily, for some reason, doesn't get back up for some reason, who, who's, who's your next in? Who, who are you going for, Sis, if it wasn't Sis? Um, I had it up here before. Um... Wasn't Jack Sinclair? Give me a second, boys. It was Jordan Dawson. Um, so I'm pretty high Dawson, on him, especially yeah. with the with the um, with the captaincy. Um, so yeah, if Sis is out, then I'm going Dawson. Mate, I could be wrong, but I'm going to speak on behalf of all our listeners out there. Get that microphone right up by that mouth because we want to hear everything you have to say, mate. So Dawson was your go, was it? Dawson, yes. Beautiful, yes, love it. All right, let's jump in. Let's jump into that uh, that midfield. It's looking strong. I'm sure you have got a few little players there you want to talk about. I can see a oh, lot of a is... lot of blue and blue and white, mate. And I wanted to fit another one in there, which was Tommy Powell. After what I saw him do, he was pretty much best on for our intra club, which I know you don't take any notice of, Rob, because every time I mention intra club, you just kind of look at me like I'm stupid, like I'm Jason <laughs> Francis. Mate, it's um, good to see when you've been off our podcast as father of the year, you have been listening along to the banter that we're throwing away in regards to North Melbourne, North Melbourne intra-clubs. Yeah, I take a lot out of them. Um, so I wanted to get Tommy Powell in. Let's try and get him in in the next couple of weeks. But So for my D1, I've got Lockie Neal, um, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I think I've picked him. Uh, he's my favourite player to pick in that top bracket. Um, over Clayton Oliver and Rory Laird. 
I just think Brisbane's due for like another another massive year. Um, Lockie Neal carries them. Um, he's just at another level. Um, I think he'll get the captaincy as well. Um, so that could give him a bit of a pep in his step. Um, and yeah, for me, in that top five bracket, he's the one that I feel the safest in. Um, Jack Steele, we've talked about him a lot. I think at that price, he's an absolute lock. Um, due for a big year. Under Ross the Boss, uh, I won't talk about him too much because we've talked about him. Uh, now, this man, this man coming up, I I don't know. I, I, I really think he could just take his game to the next level and get to that top three, top five. Um, yeah, super coach madness because he is just... What I always said about Elding. Mate, what I always said about Top three, top five midfielder. I'm marking it. I'll mark it. Top five. It's going to be top five. What I've always said about him is he's just got so much explosiveness. He's got, he uses the ball so well. He gets out of traffic like no one else. And I always said, man, if he could, if he could just pick up his disposals from, that like fifteen to twenty two and get up to over thirty, he he could just be anything, right? So he's he's that he's that type of Brownlow medalist who's just he's like a Lockie Neal who can just dance his way through the crowd, go anywhere, right, and carry this team on his shoulders. Um, and I think with Clarko there, he'll really lift his game. North will be better, and he'll turn into that really elite premium midfielder. He had a couple of those games last year where he had like. 35 and 38 touches, I think he'll be doing that every second or third game. And he's, he's, his crappy games will be like, you know, 26 disposals, two goals. And, yeah, that, that's what you'll see out of this man this year. That's my lock. Do we need to do anything else on this podcast? Or I feel like I'm done. I feel like you made an outrageous comment first and then you actually backed it up with something like, reasonable and then you just went a bit unreasonable again you went with if he went from 15 disposals to 22 to 30 he's now a Brownlow menace I think that's any player in the AFL if they went from 15 disposals to 22 to 30 so they're now in the then you said what I did like you saying is that hopefully he is going to have a bigger so let me rephrase that his gap between his worst and his best is hopefully going to become a lot smaller. Yeah. And I think that's what he's hopefully going to show. So and, I and don't I think doubt that, you there. Yeah. If Ben Cunnington's fit and does a lot of the dirty work in the middle, um, then you could see Elder U being a beneficiary of that um, because Elder U was doing a lot of that last year because Greenwood was really, really struggling um, and he hardly got a game. So Elder U's that outside player. Um, he's not so much inside. Um, if Cunnington is fit, healthy and firing and having a little bit more midfield time, um, then you could see LDU. LDU and Simkin, but especially LDU would be the beneficiaries. All right, gents. What's that? D four. So we got Tommy Green. I don't need to explain that. Um, inside Bull. Young and should explode this year. We've got Jacob Hopper. Um, just at that price, I think you need to have him, according to a lot of sources, he's going really, really well. 
at intra clubs as well, and him and Taranto playing full midfield. Will Ashcroft, Gunn, uh, when the team was leaked, I was really, really surprised, but he was actually on ball uh, with, I think, Lockie Neal and McCluggage. Um, Philippou, I think that his comments, the comments that were made by Ross, really, really, uh, how to say it, uh, they're, they're really, really big, I think, for Ross to say that he's the, the best prospect he's ever seen. Um, so I think he's around one startup and he should get plenty of opportunities. And at that price, I think he's a lock. Will Phillips, um, he's another one that should have a lot of uh, midfield time this year um, after being really, really highly touted by North and missing last year with glandular fever. I think everyone has to have him in his team just because of how many minutes he's going to get um, and just see his price skyrocket. Then you got Johnson, who I think hopefully will take a wing at Frio. Um, I've got another guy in the forward line who should take the other wing. Um, but, yeah, I think he's good at that price as well. And then you've got Chessa and Drury. Um, yeah, we don't really need to talk about that. We've talked about that in previous pods um, but I think, yeah, just at those <laughs> prices, they're, they're locks. Critique. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask you about LDU. So he was putting up those good scores in a shit side last year. Do you think now that they've got Clarko, now that they're firing, they've picked up some handy recruits and they're looking to be not top eight, but like I expect them to finish between eighth and twelfth, Um LDU, is he going to back that up? Like now that he's got Cunnington beside him and, and these sorts of players, like I'm really liking the look at this Paul Curtis bloke, not from a super coach point of view, but from a playing point of view. They've, they've got some really good players in there, Jai Simkin as well. So for me, they were pretty reliant on LDU last year. I think they've got a much better spread this year. Yeah, I'll go back to what, what I said before. I think that Cunnington will, will open it up for LDU. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, and I don't see Curtis going into the midfield. I know that he's been trialled there a little bit in the practice matches. Uh, but he's that, like, typical small forward who can, um, yeah, who's a real point of difference as well. Uh, I, I really, really love his game. Um, but I just see LDU building on last year. Um, he's got yeah. a better coach a better system in place where the only thing that you really, really want and need from him is more consistency. And I think that comes from our coaching group. We've got a really, really good coaching group down there at the moment, like Brett Ratton, obviously Clarko, um, and the, the assistant coaches and what they're getting this year is far outweighs what LDU has ever had. So I think that for that price, I think, can definitely see him exploding. Okay. And another one I will ask, because a lot of your midfield the same as mine, which I like. Um, Lockie Neal. So there's only a certain amount of points that each team can get each game. And when you're talking about Lockie Neal, Josh Dunkley, Jared Lyons, Will Ashcroft, Dane Zorko, like the Lisco McCluggage, McCluggage, Cam Rayner, like Jared Berry, Rich, the list goes on with players at the Brisbane Lions that can potentially score quite well. Um, do you see Neil still being that uber premium 140s, 150s still? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I think the only person that will affect him is Dunkley out of that group. Um, and I still think that there's plenty to go around. Like you saw with the dogs, um, yeah. they're even spread and what they, they were able to do. Like McRae was a really, really big accumulator. But then you also had Bont who was accumulator, kick goals. Then like Bailey Smith started to step up, but I don't see it as a spread. I just see Lockie Neal as the top dog and everybody else is, is under him. I, I see him as like really, I see him as probably the best player in the AFL, to be honest. Okay. Um, so yeah, for me, he's, he's, he's someone who I have the most confidence in, especially because Brisbane are building. Um, they've been in a couple of prelims. They're probably building to just that. Hopefully next, next year's a grand final. Um, and, and Lockie Neal can take another step as well with that. But it, to answer your question, I just don't see anybody being anywhere near close to him talent-wise on that list. I just still, I still struggle to trust someone who's the one guy that could be tagged on that team. Yeah. That's my fear, that I invest my M1 into a guy that if he gets tagged and you look at those names that Mickey Dell just ran off just then, if I'm rocking up to play Brisbane, I'm going to have to tag someone, and I'm tagging Neil to hopefully stop that outside run, to stop him. And I mean the outside runners in, he gets it out to the – he gets it from the inside out to the outside runners. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, gets, mate, his numbers speak for themselves. He's a quality footballer. I do disregard with what you say and, him, and where he sits in, in players in the AFL, but I fear picking players that I know – there could be a week that they get tagged. That's, that's my fear. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But we move on. We move on. It's good. Uh, let me have a look. Let's get your... I'm going to bring in your... We'll, we'll reveal your whole team now so we can get into your rucks. Ooh. Hit us up, mate. I'm going to cop a lot of uh, crap for this. I know that because I don't have a certain we are Marshall on my team, uh, but that's okay. That's okay because because what I've got is better than we are Marshall, okay? Because you got Tim English going into his prime. Um, he's a player that could – he's already exploded. He's already a gun, um, and I think at that price he's just – he's, he's – He's in his prime. He just needs to stay away from injuries and he'll skyrocket in price, right? And then you guys know my take on Brody Gundy. 
Um, I think that Max Gorn is going to go forward a lot more because the Ds need to score more. Um, so you could see Ben Brown or someone get dropped. And then they've obviously got a plan because last year it didn't work. Geelong was just far and above better than everybody else. Um, and I think the plan is they just need to score more goals. So Grundy's an elite ruck, um, just like Gorn is. And I think he'll take the, the load off it and you'll see him. Um, yeah, you'll see him as a top ruckman um, by the end of the season of what he deserves because he's kind of just been missing, right? No one really talks about Brody Gundy anymore. Um, and Tickle, I, I hired a spy who hasn't been working and has just been going to Adelaide twice a week for the last 15 weeks. So thank you, Mick. Because uh, I had no idea who, who Tico was. Um, I think I met his dad a few times. But, yeah, I've Tess. never met Tico. Yeah, yeah, Tess. Good old Tess. Um, so, yeah. Conor, the, Conor McGregor's brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got that from uh, Mixed Pigs. So, thank you for that, <laughs> sir. And apparently he is carving it up in intra-clubs, playing for the ones and... Yeah, he's he's gonna explode. So, those are my three rucks, oh, and I do not miss Marshall. I'm gonna say this because I hope it actually stops you from doing it. I put a hundred dollars on it. Grody, Brody Grundy is not in your team round one, and Rowan Marshall is. Oh, I'll take that. Well, I'm actually just saying it because that'll stop you from doing it, and about, it'll be the silliest this? thing you've ever Rob? done I'll, if you I'll, if you haven't I'll switched down. Them. I'll double down. All right, I'll bet you a hundred bucks or Bolter, a Bolter bet, that Grundy scores more than Marshall. Averages more up. this year. Let me mark that. I will. I will take. Wow. Well, you I can let me know on your next. Pod. I want to take the hundred bucks. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind a Bolter six pack more than anybody, but uh, I'll take. I'll take the hundred dollar bet on that one. Or do we want to go another jersey bet, mate? No, let, let's. We'll discuss it. You, you can have a bit of time to think because you know I don't want you to get too nervous. I'm confident, mate. I'll, you pick the number. Um, so you pick I'll, the number. I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you a bit of time to think, and you can you can let me know in your next pod when we do your team reveal. Okay? I don't need to think. I have my own sole bank account now, and I am <laughs> all over you picking the number of Royal Marshall average more than Brody Grundy this year. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll lock that in. I, I like your pick with Grundy. I do. I, I don't think he's going to be a top three ruckman, but I think he's going to be serviceable. Um, there's just too much between him and Gorn to go around. You know, they're not. There's going to be games where he'll play eighty percent ruck and Gorn will play twenty and stay forward, and then another week they might trial something else. But I don't mind it. Um, I think I'm Gorn's just, gone. I think Gorn's gone forward. Like yeah, yeah seventy or eighty percent. Honestly, I um. That's that's my prediction. My question marks are around Tim English, and the viewers will think why, but like you, you look at the players that are struggling in the preseason, you look back in, in years gone by that players that struggle in the preseason, they try and rush them back, they get hurt again, and they end up missing time. So for me, before you're picking a player like English, you'd want to make sure they get a good body of work in and a match ready before round one comes along. So... I know with English, he's had hamstring injuries. And for Ruckman, he's got to get around the ground. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a big watch, that space for me. But the other two, I like them. Can, can I just say this about Grundy? All right. So, 
you look at the price list of where he's priced at the moment, and I don't think it'll get cheaper. Um, so you've got around him within 6K, Rowe Marshall is 6K cheaper. Then you've got Goldstein, Nankervis, Blitzars, Nick Nat, Braden Proust, McInerney. Like, doesn't one, I don't know about you boys, but doesn't one name stick out there? Of who is absolutely, elite. but the, Bro the absolutely, but no, but no, but no, but yeah, good call. But no, I nobody would sit here and say they don't rate Brody Grundy as one of the best ruckmen in this generation that we've watched. The problem is he's gone to the team with the other best ruckman mm. that we've seen in this generation. And we're talking about super coach points and spread and they had a preseason game and it didn't look like they were doing too much together. It's just there's too much to go around from the, the two of them. It's it's That's the risk that I have here where you go, yeah, I just think when you've got somebody who you know is going to be the sole ruck, that the numbers speak for themselves when he's the sole ruck of that team or the number one ruck who's slightly cheaper, to me it's just a, it's just a no-brainer. Even even a Darcy Cameron at four hundred sixty five thousand nine hundred, I'm not picking Darcy Cameron over Brody Grundy if I'm picking my AFL team tomorrow. But in my Super Coach scores, I think Darcy Cameron's got more opportunity to score bigger than Brody Grundy does based on the role that he's going to play possibly at Collingwood this year. That that's that's all I'm getting at. You boys got to trust the Melbourne Football Club. That they know what they're doing because they paid oh, a lot I, of I money no for Grundy, right? And he's going to be their ruckman. I think you're going forward paying half of his contract. I think you've also got to trust the fact that Melbourne don't give a stuff about Supercoach, oh. and they're trying to win a premiership. Well, that's how they're going to win it with going forward <laughs> and Grundy doing the ruck. Anyways, nah, mate, no one's questioning their lateness. Del, I'll let you have the final word, and then we'll oh, – can I just say one thing? I do love how you've got Tickle on the bench and Madden on your bench for your forwards. Mm. I've done I've done a similar thing there because I think Tickle's going to score. I don't have the Kanakas that Del has to put him in the side at the moment, but I'm going to take his cash, and I'm going to use the loophole on the forward line, so I do like that. Del, I'd like your final word on this, and then Justin will move into your forwards, mate. No, it's ballsy. It's – I like it. Like, if, if English plays, he's going to score. Um, I just I'd want to make sure that he's getting the body of work in first. Like, for us that have, have played a fair bit of footy, not, obviously not at the AFL level before, but to come back from a hamstring, you know, you've got to – you give it two or three weeks, then you've got to give it an extra week, and then at that level, they've got to get in two weeks of really solid work and then get back in the match soon before they can play. So, yeah, it, there's question marks around English. I like Grundy. I think – I don't think he'll drop in price, but I don't think he'll go up that much. And I love that you're jumping on board the uh, the Teagle train, brother. Good work. Thank you. We'll, we'll let him have a sip of his beverage, and then we'll we'll move into his forward line. He's uh, he's got some he's got some interesting picks here. I like it, mate. Let's hear about your forwards. All right, my forward line. So I've obviously got Josh Dunkley with ninety nine percent of the population. Um, he should go well up in Brizzy, take a bit of a load off Lockie. Um, but Tim Taranto, so, yeah, we've heard that he is not playing any bit forward uh, for Richmond. And Trent Cochin is going to go forward, which that'll be an interesting uh, experiment. So you've got a couple of hybrids there. Um, 
like Dusty, Shy Bolton, a um, couple of hybrid mids, mid forwards. So um, Taranto going purely in the midfield. Um, he's even had shout outs for like a Smokey for a Brownlow. I won't go that far, um, but I think he'll go really, really well this year. Ben Long is someone who I have been really, really high on um, because North were chasing him this offseason as well. Um, and then the news that he got he got off, he got, he signed with the Gold Coast, looked into it a little bit more, and it was mostly due to the fact that they said that they're going to promise him playing time and at that half-back role. Um, so he's got dash, he's got a lot of speed in that half-back role. I mean, Jack Zebel and Aaron Hall are the biggest advocators of this. They are high scorers, but for, to be honest, not that good footballers. So, um, yeah, if he is down there um, playing that half-back role, then he could, especially at that price, he could really, really, you know, rise in price and he could be really, really good value at that mid-price. Uh, Michael Frederick... Um, I really, really like him as well because he is apparently going to move to the wing um, from the forward line, um, take that spot from where Blake Akers has left to Carlton, um, produce a little bit of dash on that wing as well. So I would really, really like to see how he goes, and I think he's a bit of value at that that same price point. Um, Sheasel wasn't in my team last week uh, from North, uh, but... Watching the watching the intra club uh, because I do watch intra clubs with a lot of a uh, lot of attention, not like someone else I know. Uh, so Sheasel, uh, I, I'm just I've fallen in love with him because his hands are so clean, like and and he uses the ball so well, and I think that was what Taron Thomas was going to do in our backline. And I think that if Clarko is going to use him, he should use him off half-back and kind of do the Nick Dacos of last year. So whenever whenever anybody in North Melbourne has the ball, they should just have tunnel vision for Sheasel and just give him the ball and he will produce something spectacular. Right? I've got, I've got a lot of faith in the kid now after watching his off-season. Um, so he's a big one for me, and I think Clarko will love him because we don't have good ball users at North at the moment. Like our last couple of years, like Zebul just gets the ball and just shanks it seventy meters, and it's just been a mess to be honest. Our back line. So I'd love to see him go forward, but maybe he can do that in a couple of years when we're in grand finals <laughs> and stuff, right? Uh, Toby McLean, uh, he's pretty self-explanatory as well. He has. Come back from injury, but obviously he scores well. Um, he can fill the void that his mate Josh Dunkley has left and be that hybrid mid forward. Uh, then obviously got Nick Madden for the loophole, uh, which has been explained a lot, so I won't go into that. Um, and then Oscar Allen, uh, because I don't have much faith in Nick Nat, and Oscar Allen is cheap, um, I see him as a lot of value at the moment. Um, not because I think he's going to score well, um, purely just because I think that he will he will score, and then you can just 
cash him out after a couple of rounds, right, of doing well. And he's also some insurance to see how Nick Nat does go because if he goes down, then obviously Oscar Allen will get a little bit more ruck time and they're going to try to develop him a lot with, you know, all their key forwards pretty much gone. So, so I'm going to give you a little it. bit of I'm going to give you a little bit of intel here. I'm going to save you $130,000 and get the guy who's actually going to possibly step up on the wing for the Fremantle Dockers and his name is Liam Henry. Sitting at 202,000. They picked him up as a high early draft pick a couple of years ago as a small forward, small, medium-sized forward, and he has shown a bit of talent in that position. But with his speed and his efficiency, he's been playing up on the wing in these intra-club matches. And from all accounts of everything that I've heard, he's been doing it extremely well and looks like that he might be consolidating that position. So at 202,000, if you're looking at that sort of, if you're sort of looking at that Hendricks, uh, Fredericks, I should say, or Johnson, I don't think Johnson's quite in their best 22 just yet. I think watch Liam Henry move up onto that wing at 202K. I heard he's unhappy. And he wants to go to Melbourne. A bit of time on the wing, bit of wing wing time might help you in a a premiership looking team. So from all accounts, from what I hear is, yeah, he's a lot of talent. They put a lot of time into him. I think he's got a lot of love for Mickey Walters and those types at, at Frio. And I think he gets a lot of love from this footy club. I think it's just been a matter of just trying to find that position for him. Uh, he was a quality player in the state under 18s. And I think it's just a matter of finding where, he's, where his best niche is. But yeah, mark my words there to be a bit of a, uh, to be a, bit of a, a wing, Liam Henry. What better way to sell yourself than to play well if you're not happy at a club too? You know, sell yourself to other clubs, this is what I can do. So if that's the case and Rob's intel spot on, which so far it has been... He looks like a really, really nice pick. Um, I've got to watch more of this Sheasel. If if what you're saying's spot on, he um <clears throat> he sounds like a Nick Martin from the Dons. I love it. Yeah, he could we'll be. He could be. We'll get around him. My my question mark with your forward line, mate, would be Ben Long. So at St Kilda, he um. <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably trust old Nunna's curry over him more. You know, it's probably going to go through you, but at least the pain will be over a lot quicker. So That's hard. Yeah, just I, I like it, and I hope he plays that role <laughs> at Gold Coast, but I, I, consistency-wise, I just don't see it, mate. Look, I reckon I've gone the most risk out of all I of us. I think you have, yeah. And, um, and I, I think... I just like those mid-price guys who who can go up, right? Who who can really really do something for you. Um, those are my favourite type of guys to look at. I'd rather finish eighteenth or finish first. It's just there's no in between. You don't it's you don't get up. any you don't get prizes for finishing you know finishing runner up or finishing third or fourth. Just go for it. Ladies and gents, just go for it. Do what Clarko is doing and just go for it. Mate, you've, you've you been listening to our mid-price help, maniac help, shows for sure. And, uh, and mate, hopefully one day we'll be putting their photo up on the wall, stepping up to you. And, like, look, they're not, they're not wrong. Like, Nick Haynes, Ben Long, 
Michael Fredericks, they all have the ability to, you know, step up in that position. I think you've just got maybe a couple in there that will give you a headache. I, I would say, similar to what I said to Mick Dell and his team, I would say pick one. Pick, not one out of those three. I'd say pick one out of Long and and Fredericks. I don't, I don't think you'll get the value you're looking out of the two of them. I just don't think you will. But... Mate, I, if I knew everything, I'd already have the. I'd have all the cash for winning the competition. But that's yeah. right. Beautiful, um, mate. I like it. You have. I think you summed it up very well there. You've you've definitely taken more risk than the two of us. I don't think there's anything too crazy in your risk. I think there's um, there's method to the madness. You've backed it up. You've given a lot of the listeners something to think about today as well, and that's what we're all about on this Molten Fantasy Sport podcast. Yep. I will. Go to Mick first for his final word, and Justin, I'll come to you, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Mick, what's your final word, mate? Uh, I like your team, Justin. It's it's out there. It's different. It's full of pods, and it, it could pay off for you. So I admire your balls, mate. Good work. And from a molten fantasy point of view, I'd like to give a shout-out to Benny Murdoch and Timmy Ryan. These boys have been commentating a lot on our videos, so thank you. We appreciate the love. And um, I want to remind the viewers to, you know, send through your questions. We're happy to answer them, whether it be by Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. You'll see our Twitter handles under our names as we're on here. Um, Yeah, send us through some love. We're really enjoying this. Look, I'll sign it off with... My last thoughts on this, I just don't see it as a big of a risk. Like, I, I know I said I took the most risk, but I look at the players and I look at their prices and I'm like, I can't see how much they're going to drop. Like, Nick Haynes is 318 grand. That's bloody cheap, right? Ben Long is 353. What's the worst that he could go down to? Like, 280 or 290. Um, and then you got Fredericks, who's at 330. At the worst, Fredericks is a goal kicker on a really, really good side, right? So I just see with those guys, like, I don't see it as big of a risk as probably you boys do. Um, but I could be wrong and they could all fail and my team could finish last and I could be the wooden spooner just like my uh, beloved North Melbourne kangaroos. Or I could rise like Clarko's rising and lift that cup, baby. Light the beam. Like that I beam. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel like it would be the type of team that I'd want to play round one, but then I reckon you could get some serious upgrade value throughout uh-huh. the year. I think there's no doubt there. But, mate, this is what we're all about, is showing the people some different ways to think about Supercoach, and that is what we're doing. And on that note, everybody who's been listening, everyone who's been following along, massive shout-out to you all. Click subscribe if you haven't already. Do not miss an episode between now and round one because it is time to get those teams ramped and ready. There's only one more team to be revealed, and it is my team. But Mickey Dell, I think, is going to give us the Super Coach League code for you to all come along into our unlimited league. I can see him searching away. I'm going to try and talk Got a it. little bit more nonsense till he gets here. <laughs> Mickey Dell, what is the code right, for people guys, for listening? For playing at home, the league code is 237113. So One more time. We've got 45 people in there so far. So it's Oof. filling up quite quickly. It's good. We want to get that to 100 to 200 people before the season starts. So I do want to remind people at home that 
uh, us lads have gotten together as well as the, the other other lads at Moulton. And we've got some prizes to give out throughout the year, which will reveal closer to the start of the season. But that lead code again, 237113. It is a free entry and you do go in with a chance to win some prizes that we've put up, up for the guys and girls that are going to join the league. So get on board. Get on it. Was I about to? I was about to say what the prize was. Are we doing a later reveal? Are we? Okay, good. We like are. Like I, I did. I must. I missed. The, I'm, I don't get to a lot of the meetings. I must have missed that one. <laughs> Very glad you said that because I was about to say how good is the prize? I bloody well want to win. I bloody well want to win because I think the prize is awesome. Mm-hmm. But guys, that's enough from us. Justin, Ripper team. We've got one more team to reveal, which is my team. For everyone listening at home, thank you. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Until next time, peace. See ya.